All across America, families of fallen police officers are headed to the nation's capital to honor the life of America's finest who gave their life in the service of others. What started as a single memorial service hosted by the National Fraternal Order Police 41 years ago has grown into a week-long celebration of life. Today we're joined by Diane Bernhardt, Executive Director of the Concerns for Police Survivors, and Marsha Franto, CEO of the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund, to talk about Police Week 2022. I'm Patrick Gills, National President of Fraternal Order Police, and this is The Blue View. Well, Diane, Marsha, thank you for, for joining us on The Blue View. You know, I, we have uh, we have literally thousands of people heading into to D.C. right now or, or have already gotten here for the uh, for what we know is, is become Police Week, uh, a very somber week and a very important week for, for the law enforcement community. And, and during that week, there are a number of activities that are going on, but there are really three key parts to, to Police Week. Uh, there is uh, the cops' uh, involvement in, in the workshops and, and the things they have for the survivors. And then we have the candlelight vigil by the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund and uh, finishing up with the uh, National Peace Officers Memorial Service. So I thought this would be a good, uh, a good opportunity to, to talk about each one of your groups and, and what we're doing. But before we do that, uh, you know, Diane, if you wouldn't mind starting, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Pat, for having us uh, having us here to visit with everyone. Um, my name is Diane Bernhardt, and I come from um, retired law enforcement. Came from the uh, Columbia, Missouri Police Department, and uh, I learned about cops and about this community of honoring the fallen through um, a good friend of mine who was uh, shot and killed um, on a traffic stop on January 10th, uh, 2005. She lived about 30 days before she succumbed to her wounds, and um, at that point, that was the first line of duty death that we had ever had at our agency. And so um, we didn't really know what to do, um, but we would have done anything for that family. And uh, what did happen was that cops came in and helped and uh, they picked that family up and have been supporting them to this day. They still support them. So when I retired and was looking for my next thing to do that would have some purpose and, and meaning, um, I had the opportunity to come and work alongside uh, my friends and, and colleagues at Concerns of Police Survivors and to help in organizing um, many events and things for survivors, uh, but most importantly, kind of our uh, biggest event of the year, which would be National Police Week that we're about to partake in. Yeah, well, I, you know, having worked uh, alongside uh, cops for for a number of years, I, I really am so uh, so honored uh, to, to to be part of, of of all that you're doing for our survivors and and, and know firsthand uh, the importance of the work that you do. Marsha, how about you? A little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Pat, and thanks for making a priority this week um, to talk with us. So I joined NLUMF. Uh, it'll be three years this summer. Um, and my uh, professional reputation has been built on improving the nonprofit business model uh, so that organizations um, can achieve their missions and uh, be relevant in the society in which they are serving. Uh, but probably the most significant piece in becoming a nonprofit professional is setting up organizations like NLEOMF uh, to ensure they last into perpetuity. And uh, that's what I've built my uh, uh, profession on. And I thoroughly enjoy every day coming in and serving this incredible organization, honoring the fallen, telling the story of American law enforcement, and helping to make it safer for those who serve. 
10 and in honoring and remembering those uh, 22,000 uh, plus names that are engraved in our in those walls at our memorial are, are so vitally important uh, to make sure that the, the sacrifice of our fallen is never forgotten. So thank you for the for the work that the uh, that the fund does as well. Uh, Diane, um, you know, Police Week has a whole lot of moving parts. There are a lot of organizations that uh, that have. have developed in, into Police Week. You know, 41 years ago, the, the National Fraternal Order Police held a memorial service. We had a little over 100 people participated. It was in a Senate park. And, uh, and interesting, uh, probably half of those were Boy Scout troop that was passing by and saw a service going on and participating in it. And look at it now. There are literally tens of thousands of people that, that uh, converge here in Washington for, for, for this week of honor. And, uh, and all of it is, is part of a very moving week for, for law enforcement profession, but more importantly for the families that are struggling, uh, trying to make sense of uh, something that will never make sense. And it is all about honor and respect. And COPS plays a huge role in that. Uh, they, they, there's a number of workshops, a number of events that you're doing. Uh, can you kind of walk us through the things that are available that are going to be taking place this week and during police week and, and, and how, how they benefit the surviving families. Absolutely. So it really starts way before National Police Week ever uh, begins and that we will reach out and start making um, relationships with those families. Uh, many times our chapters around the country will do that, um, sometimes even before the funeral occurs. So um, the, the families start to get connected to their chapters. And then for National Police Week, we help those families have the smoothest experience that they can as they travel from all over the country and um, you know, descend on, on Washington, D.C. in a very, for many of them, unfamiliar territory of where they're coming to, uh, but they come there to, pro to provide that honor and, and to pay the respects to their loved ones, and we help them with that process. And it starts, you know, it starts at the airport during uh, the pickup. Um, the family members will be greeted by honor guards um, at their uh, gate as they, just, as they leave their airplanes, and they'll be um, taken by the honor guards and shown the respect that they deserve to have their luggage carried for them and put on busing arranged by cops to take them to a hotel room that we've prearranged for them. Um, so we make sure that process is as, as unintimidating as it can be and that they can see the honor um, as the motor officers descend on those buses and stop traffic for them and move them um, from each location. It's, it's amazing for them to see how much they are a part some, for some of them, for seeing for the first time how they're a part of a bigger blue family. Um, so that's a pretty important part of it. And then once they get to their hotels, we assist them with all the logistics of the week of making sure they get to the very important events that are hosted by NLEMF and by uh, the FOP. And then at the same time, we host a, a, a large conference for survivors and for surviving coworkers of the fallen during the week. And on that, uh, on that day, on the 14th, we'll bring um, all the survivors together where they'll, where they'll meet with each other and they'll, they'll see other people that are going through something very similar uh, to what they're going through. And through that, a lot of healing happens. You know, we'll provide sessions for them. Uh, they'll he hear some uh, inspirational and motivational speakers. Um, and then they'll, um, some of them will laugh for the first time when they're in a, a comfortable, safe environment. Um, so that's always a great uh, part of the, uh, of the 14th that we do. We'll also host a honor gala. Um, this is, this is a big gala formal um, for some of our returning survivors and some of the supporters of COPS. That happens on the night of the 14th. Um, and then um, on the 16th, uh, for the second day of the conference, we reconvene with all the survivors again, um, where we offer uh, sessions about 
um, grief. So they understand what the what that what they're going through is very normal, and they'll connect even more with other survivors and with their chapters and learn what other opportunities are for cops from cops um, that will support them into uh, perpetuity. So um, through that conference, they really start to connect with survivors from all across the country to realize that they're not alone. And it's and it's a small army uh, that uh, that you have that makes this uh, makes all of, all of this happen. And uh, I, I'm in awe every time I watch the uh, the great work uh, that that you do and know the difference it makes in the lives that uh, of the people that we're serving. So, Marcia, there's two parts uh, to to the to what the law enforcement officers memorial fund uh, does. The first is uh, is the memorial itself. You know, people come from across this country, and, and and when you go to this memorial, what a what a what a fitting tribute for for the fallen forever, for the names forever etched in uh, in in walls here in in in, uh, in Washington, uh, so that we never forget the fallen. But there's an interesting thing that happens during Police Week. Any other time, it's a memorial, it documents names in a very special place, but during Police Week, well, it comes to life, and you see the faces and you hear the voices. Uh, it is just uh, what a what an amazing uh, transformation during this one week. Uh, and the memorial fund plays a big part in in, in the management and the and uh, and maintaining that property uh, to 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 the fitting tribute that it is. Can you talk a little bit about the 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 memorial itself and the things that are planned there? And then and then of course we you know let's talk about the uh, uh, amazing uh, candlelight vigil to uh, to pay honor and and read the names of. Uh, Sure. So um, each year in April, we uh, prepared to engrave the names that are going on the wall that were approved as official line of duty deaths uh, from the prior year. We are currently now in that process. It should be ending on Friday. So our preparation started two weeks ago and it will take us all the way through police week uh, where we will um, sort of be a magnet I think to Washington DC and all of our visitors to come visit the wall. It's interesting because walking the wall every day, I, um, I, I have become very familiar with it and its energy. And uh, during police week, well, when I experienced in October with all the people that are gathering, all the mementos that are left behind, the tears, the smiles, the triumph, the honor, um, is uh, you can feel it in your soul. And I, um, it, 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 for me, it was one of the best uh, experiences I've ever experienced per personally, as well as professionally. But it is something that I uh, really encourage people, law enforcement and non-law enforcement, to come to the wall during that week and feel the love and the, and the energy that is, is around that wall. Um, and so we will be uh, collecting all those mementos. Uh, we'll leave them out for a week so everyone can witness uh, what is left behind. And some of the things that are left behind are just priceless. Um, some of those things we actually put into our uh, display here in the museum uh, where people can enjoy uh, some of those mementos all year long. Um, and then we let it last for about 10 days to two weeks. We clean it up, we get the memorial back in shape and uh, we're, ready for, we're ready for the summer. But this week is a really special week for all of us to gather together at this place uh, and honor our fallen. And, and 
in addition to that, uh, right next, uh, adjacent to the memorial, is also the Law Enforcement Office Museum. Could you talk just a little bit about about that and and invite uh, invite our guests in D.C. to to come by and and look at the history of law enforcement? Sure. Um, let me talk a little bit about the museum because some of your uh, listeners probably have been to the museum. However, we have made some significant changes. Um, since we were closed for COVID. One of the interesting uh, experiences that I had in my first few months here at the Memorial and Museum was um, listening to law enforcement officers who were not necessarily um, in favor of the museum and the displays that were here. And at first I thought that it was just an opinion uh, Pat, you remember you and I um, hosted a group who came in who were uh, uncomfortable with one of our displays. And while COVID was happening, I had the opportunity to actually walk the museum and listen through the ears of law enforcement and look at the museum through the eyes of law enforcement to recognize um, where we went, where, where, what we were doing well and what we missed out on. And I had one law enforcement officer say, you have limited square footage. Why would you ever put a story of law enforcement that reflected poorly on law enforcement within these walls? And that truly resonated with me. So we got a group together, members of the board, members of staff, and we simply figured out our core value. And that helped us really shape the museum to what it is today. Our core value is honor whether you're over at the memorial wall or whether you're in the museum. If anyone steps foot on our campus and thinks they're going to find anything other than honor, they're in the wrong place. So during COVID, we actually took the staff through the museum. And if there was a display or an exhibit that did not point to the honor of the profession, the exhibit was removed. And it has, it has, um, since we've opened in August, we have had so such great feedback from our law enforcement family that when they walk into this building, they feel as though this was built for them. They feel honored. One of the things that we are previewing or we're showing, I should say, um, this police week, I invite everyone to come because it's fantastic, is we have redone the film that's in the Verizon Theater. The film that was done prior was, an, was a great film. And it focused on law enforcement and community, and it had a great message. But we felt as though we could produce something that had a better message, a message that would, if you were law enforcement and you watched the film, you would feel honored. If you were related to law enforcement and you're sitting next to a law enforcement officer, you would feel such pride. And if you were neither of those, um, you wish you were. So we are going to be debuting this film, um, uh, Police Week, and I encourage everyone to come over and take a look at it, experience the museum, come and feel the honor that you deserve, and uh, you're going to find it right here because this is your home. Well, you know, uh, uh, law enforcement officers are ordinary people that are called upon to do some pretty extraordinary things, and and when they uh, when they lose their life. In the service of others, we we have a responsibility as a free society to make sure that their memories are, are never forgotten. And, and the work of the memorial itself and, and the museum uh, tell that story. So thank you. You also have a, 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 a rather large event, very moving event, uh, as Candlelight Vigil. Can you uh, 
tell us a little bit about it, what, what people need to know and time to show up and, and uh, what they can expect. So, yes. Yeah, so we're expecting around 30,000 people on the mall this year. Um, and uh, the, the uh, candlelight vigil itself begins at eight o'clock. It is, it is a very moving experience. Again, if you have not experienced it, last year was my first year to experience a live candlelight vigil on the mall. And uh, there's nothing quite like it. So I encourage all of your listeners to, um, to join us. Um, I think that the most significant piece on our candlelight vigil is the process. Um, and it actually be begins with um, Diane, who leads our names committee. But the process that these cases go through to actually get um, to get on the wall that are certified, if you will, as an official line of duty death. And it is a stringent review process with the final step being a review of uh, the officer's peers of law enforcement, either current or retired law enforcement. And once uh, this case gets through our review process and it is approved by the committee uh, that Diane leads, uh, that name is considered an official line of duty death. And uh, we work really hard through Diane's committee to make sure that we get as many of those cases through our system as possible so that we can um, bring closure, if you will, for those families and that we can get as many names uh, read and honored as we possibly can. So this is the time. Um, I would suggest arriving uh, to the mall by, I'm going to say six o'clock. I also suggest to bring water. That is, uh, we're going to have some there, but if it's a hot day, you're going to need it. There is no shade and it is uh, quite a while before the sun sets. Uh, but I think if you arrive there by six as a visitor, you will be, um, you'll be okay. We have big screens. So no matter where you're standing on the mall, you'll be able to hear and see uh, the ceremony. And I just encourage everyone to join us and pay honor to these fallen officers. You know, seeing 30,000 candles lit uh, in, in, in the dark uh, and seeing the uh, Washington Monument in the background, it just, uh, there's something about that that just really, uh, it really kind of brings it home uh, of just the honor uh, and recognition that uh, that this event does. So, so thank you. Uh, and uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, the other part of this so on the 15th, uh, as we know, uh, in, in 1962, President Kennedy signed a proclamation recognizing uh, May 15th as Peace Officers Memorial Day. Uh, an interesting side note, it's, it's, it's not a coincidence. Uh, May 15th, 1915 is when Fraternal Order Police uh, was recognized and got its start. So, so here we are uh, 41 years ago. The FOP started a National Peace Officers Memorial Service uh, in, in in that honor on that day on, on May fifteenth, and uh, this year uh, we're going to honor, we will be honoring uh, the names of five hundred and sixty three officers who have uh, who have died in the line of duty, uh, and that service is going to take place on the west front of the United States Capitol. Uh, the gates will open up sometime around eight o'clock. It will be a, a really long day. And, and again, uh, you know, as Marcia said, there's not a whole lot of shade. Uh, we will have water, but uh, recognize that you're coming there. But our event is uh, is attended by uh, a, a lot of dignitaries, uh, likely the president of the United States. And, and as such, security is a little different. So what you are able to bring in uh, is not always going to, you know, just be conscious of the security measures uh, at the Capitol itself. Uh, we'll have these uh, this information posted. You can find it 
uh, on our app that, that you can download that gives you everything you need to know about the uh, about Police Week and where to go and when the events start. Uh, but our, our event will start sharply at 12 o'clock. Um, knowing that it's going to take that much time to bring in all of the survivors from from Virginia, and uh, and, and have them in place, and our, our service will start promptly. Uh, the the thing I love about our service uh, is it, it allows every one of the families uh, to be part of it. Uh, they walk, they place a flower, and they are also uh, they meet with officers and receive the Supreme Sacrifice Medal and, and spend a little time talking about the significance of the day and how honored we are to, to be part of it and recognize their loved one. Um, so it will be a long day and then we'll finish up with it and we'll take the reefs. We have two reefs. Those reefs will be transported over to the memorial and uh, they'll put on to be put on display there as well. So uh, ladies, I wanna, I wanna thank both of you. This has been a, a very difficult time for law enforcement on a lot of reasons, uh, but I can tell you we started two years ago. Uh, we started, uh, a little over two years ago, started having a discussion about what do we do during this this thing called COVID, and how it is going to affect our ability to be have our have our memorial service, and and had to make a very difficult decision at the time, not knowing, uh, you know, hindsight, we know what COVID ended up doing, but we made a very difficult decision to uh, to to not have a more our memorial service, which was not an easy thing for us to do. And then we ended up going to May 15th without having that service. Uh, we were able to do it back last October in order to be able to, to cover those two years. But uh, it has been a, a difficult journey for all of us, a very anxious time for all of us to, to navigate through all of that. And uh, it was the working relationship that we have that allowed us to, uh, to, to push through those two years and still have such a fitting tribute to honor our fall. And I wanna thank both of you for, for that. So. With that, uh, Diane or, 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 or uh, Marsha, I know we, we have a new app, and that app is going to help people recognize uh, who are attending Police Week to recognize all of the events and everything they need to know in real time. So which one of you would like to, to give a little bit of an overview of it and how they can, uh, how they can, okay, can get the, uh, the app downloaded so they can keep up to date with everything happening this week? Diane, I, I'll let you take that away. Okay. All right. Well, so it's so it's super easy to find. If you go um, on the Apple Store or the uh, the store for the Androids, um, you can uh, find it under National Police Week uh, app. Um, when you log in there, you should be able to see um, the logos of all three organizations. So that's how you'll know you got the right app. Um, and we are making sure that we're keeping that up to date with information as it's becoming available to us. And so every event that we know of will be on that app as well as the agenda book for all the survivors that, that they'll be able to download it from the app or to view it on the app and have it with them all the time. And so just go get that downloaded and uh, you should have all the information that you need for Police Week right there uh, at your fingertips. Oh, great. And, 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 you know, we know we have tens of thousands of people uh, in DC now and in coming in over the next, uh, next few days. Uh, but there also is, probably a couple thousand of dedicated volunteers that are working with all of our organizations to make sure that this is the week that uh, that, that gives meaning to, to, to such tragedy. And uh, so I, I want to take this time to, to thank all of our volunteers, a small army of people, selfless people who uh, who are making such a such a huge difference in, in 
lives of families that are forever changed because of their service to their community. So. Well, thanks again to both of you for, for, for joining us today and also for all that you, you do in your organizations, uh, especially this police week, uh, for making this a, a week of honor uh, for our fallen and also for, for everyone in the law enforcement profession. And to our viewers, thank you for tuning in to The Blue View, where we, we talk about the issues that are so vitally important to the men and women in law enforcement who suit up and show up every single day in communities across America and protect and serve those in our communities. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Blue View, hosted by Patrick Yost, National President of the Fraternal Order of Police. To catch our next episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. To get the latest from the National FOP, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GLFOP and on Instagram at FOP National. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.